Welcome back, everybody, to the Out of Body Experiences podcast. My name is Alicia Figarelli. I am one of your co-hosts, along with Tom Greco and Eddie Day from Collision Restoration in Fairfield, New Jersey. Hello, guys. Hello, everyone. Hi. Hello. Uh, this episode is sponsored by our old friends, Spinezy Americas. Visit them at spinezy.us to learn more or click the link in the episode description. More on that in a few. So what are we talking about, guys? Let's start off by talking about electric vehicles, which seems to be the uh, the big hot topic. And I'm talking to two people who own them. So uh, what are your guys' takes on electric vehicles? Uh, go ahead, Alicia. You, you first, Alicia. You're, you're more on the consumer side, and I can give you the repairs angle. You know, I don't know if I'm a good um, person to talk to about it, because I'm scared to drive it. I haven't driven it yet. <laughs> it's not mine. It's my husband's. And um nope i'm good <laughs> Meaning I, you're not you're not a fan i'm no i i think it's great i just i don't um so if he once he's gotten his first dent then i'll drive it because i don't want to be the one i don't want to I, I know one. somebody can fix the first dent you know? yeah me too <laughs> okay. well, so, but what but what made you decide to to buy a, a tesla i was just about to tell you <laughs> Uh, so Eddie, you're you're part of the reason that we got it actually, if you yeah. remember. Um yeah, we had a conversation in the car, actually. Yeah. Eddie was actually a big reason why my husband bought a Tesla. He had a, a 2012 Accord that was see, uh, showing its age and it was time to change. And uh, he had a couple of issues with it that kind of signaled the end. And uh Eddie is the resident expert around here on electric vehicles. So and he repairs them. So it's nice to have somebody that you could like walk to the shop if you need to um yeah. so but he loves it. oh my god it's it's great to be in it's really cool it um, is very cool it is very cool and it's it's not going away no it's not going away i i mean they make it so attractive too like with the for the consumers oh you know, for the tax rebates and oh yes. my god it, it's it was uh more cost effective to buy that than to buy a gas car and then you knew that they had them you didn't have to wait well, how much that's their incentive, Alicia. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying. I don't. I don't know if anybody's has taken the time to do a complete cradle to grave analysis. I know the initial savings for fuel is 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 almost half. Oh yeah. Between, between the electric bill and the gasoline, if you're driving something economical and you're a commuter, it all. I mean, I hate to say it, but it almost makes sense. Okay. Um, I have a I have a Model S that I bought from a customer. I got I went to Yankee Stadium yesterday and I had a a, a critic, you know, not a not a he's a staunch Republican like myself, but he's even more rigid than I am, which is it's, it's unbelievable, right? And he got in the car and he's like, shit, you know, this this thing, it's so linear, you know, it it does everything it's supposed to do. You know, and the Model S is big, so the ride is nicer. It's got air suspension, and it, it it's it's a hell of a car. You know, and I think all the car companies are jumping on. You know, what concerns me is that like some of the car companies that are jumping on, I won't mention who they are, but they have trouble making gasoline cars without breaking at sixty thousand miles, mm. and they're jumping right into the EV market. You know, and I just don't know. If, number one, we don't have the infrastructure, right? We don't have the grid. Our grid's old as shit. Okay. And I, I, you know, it's listen, 
at the turn of the century, you had a million, you had 128 car companies. That's a fact. You had a million car companies, right? But we started off with steam, no, electric initially, 12 volt batteries in series, right? We started off electric. We went to steam, right? And then we went to gasoline. I think this possibly could be a stepping stone to hydrogen. It's oh. going to be a 10-year stepping stone or 15-year stepping stone. Um, you know, they are pretty cool. I mean, they, they drive well. They're smooth as hell. They, they're silky smooth to drive. You know, it's, it's here, guys. The, the federal government's dumping a lot of tax money into these programs. Mm -hmm. So what do I think? Yeah, it's coming. I'm not, I'm not going to be that guy. You know, I love my friends. My friends are these rock-headed freaking idiots. Like, and that not in my driveway. And like, really, guys, look, this is this is easy. So just like anything else, though, and I feel like we talk about this every episode, there's like you said, there's the guys that are like, not me, never. But that's gonna be in the shop too. That it was like that with aluminum, it was like that with waterborne paint, right? Make well, make welding. How's that? I'll go back 35 years to MIG yeah. welders. It freaked everybody out. Yep. Everybody was brazen going around for MIG welding. Oh, Christ, what do I have to buy this thing for? It's got a tank like this on it. Like, really? You know, we're using brass or, you know, or wire welding. MIG welding freaked everybody out. Jesus Christ. Yep. You know, we don't, we, this this country never does well. And I. this is the greatest nation in the world. I, I'm blessed every day when I wake up in the morning that I wake up in the United States. but you know, I think Churchill said it. America always does the right thing after trying everything else. Okay. <laughs> and so that's the truth. So, you know, is our back against the wall? Yeah. We, we throw this shit at us. We don't, my, my concern is, are we going to be shooting each other at, at charging stations? You know, well, that's, a, you, well, that's, that's the problem. I don't think anybody has, like, I'm not a rockhead, but I'm not going to go get an electronic car, electric car if, you know, number one, I have to worry about if I'm in a snowstorm and I get stuck, I'm screwed. Yeah. Number two, if I have to go wait in line, you know, I remember you and Eddie, you and I are old enough to remember the gas crisis. That's a parallel I'm trying to make, right? You had, to, you had to wait in line for two hours. Yeah. Gas. If, you know, it takes about 20 minutes like to a half hour to fully charge your car, right? Is that, is that um, 130 miles cost me took me 54 minutes and it cost me 17 dollars and 50 cents i have it on my dashboard it comes up all the time so you know like myself i'd rather pay a hundred dollars and be in and out in five minutes i'm not going to sit there for an hour and again it depends on how many cars are in front of you and right now like you said the infrastructure isn't there so it's going to take years for them to be able to put up enough stations to serve the, the, the people that they want to sell these cars to because they're forcing us to buy them. They're, they don't want to sell anything but electric cars by, what, 2035, 2028, right. depending uh, on your I, state. I think, I think Bentley is committed at 2030. Okay. My, my point being is that it's, it's being shoved down our throats and either you get with the program, regardless of whether it's, it's best for you or, you know, you're out in the cold. I mean, it's just, it's just, it's a great concept. The, the cars sound like they're great. I would drive one tomorrow if I knew I wasn't have to wait at a charging station for an hour once a week. That's just, it's stupid. And for us to implement these plans and force it down people's throats when we're not ready for it. 
get the country ready for it, build the infrastructure ready, get a, a charging station, you know, 10 charging stations on every other corner or whatever, because, or make sure, you know, give incredible tax rebates so you can have them in your house. It's just, we're not ready for it. And the fact that the government wants to shove it down our throats is what people like myself are like, you know what? I'd love electric car. It sounds great. I'd love to save money on gas, but all the other things don't work. It's the pros and the cons. They don't balance out. And if I want to go on a long trip or whatever, and you know, you're going down Route 80, and there's a there's a charging station every you know 500 miles, you're screwed. And we're not ready for that. And I, it's just that's what bugs me about it. It's not it's not a matter of I have anything against electric cars. I think they're they're a great well, I idea. I think it's more prevalent than you think. Like he just went down to D.C. or National Harbor for you know a, a conference, and he didn't have any trouble. There's an app right on the thing that it'll show you. Like here's a, a station, here's a station, here's it. It shows plug, you plug, plug share, yeah. Like yeah. here's how you get to one. So yeah, but it, that's I know what you're saying for sure. But that's great when when ten percent of the uh, of the consumers have them. When eighty percent have to have them, that's a different story. Well, then you're gonna need more stations. Uh, yeah, but, thousands but and thousands. It's yeah. gonna be a long time for that time. It's it's gonna yeah. be a long time. What? Are you telling me at, at that point in seven years that we're going to scrap every gasoline car is going to get shredded? No, it's not. Okay. Then the oil, you think the oil companies are going to let go of this that quick? No, they're not. This is, they, you, Joe Biden may say whatever he wants to say because let's face it, he doesn't know who he is. Okay. So in the meantime, in the, mean, in the meantime, stumbling Joe can get overwritten on this shit in 15 minutes. Look, I, I wish they could run on unicorn urine, okay? I, I, you know, I, I wish all this shit would happen. Now, to let you know, as of last week, Toyota supposedly made a battery half the size of the Tesla battery. It gets 700 miles to a charge and charges in 10 minutes. That's the deal breaker. That's the game changer right there, okay? Again, going into that aspect of the batteries, it says right here, Reuters reports that there is little existing U.S. recycling capacity for electric vehicle batteries, virtually none in Europe. Yet they want to implement this, these plans over the next five years. But it's not only just federal, it's local as well. It's, it's like, you know, and of course, it comes down to red and blue, which is ridiculous because we, we all want the greater good. But my, my problem is not with electric vehicles on their own. It's with the forcing of us to have to adapt when we're not prepared for it and and not only that the consumer is not prepared for it but neither are a vast majority of the body shops you're you're the exception to the rule correct the fact that you sh we should be equipped yeah because i i have a hyundai ionic right now i have a porsche mccann or Taycan rather here and the, the, i gotta tell you something hyundai makes hyundai makes another night they make a nice car they make a beautiful little electric car 330 miles it's it's it, the price is right they make a nice vehicle also they do but as an ev would go it's a hyundai it's not a tesla yeah. there's a difference so we, we're, we're pushing a little too fast absolutely but it's here to stay guys it absolutely is it's also again just like everything else though it's not like you're gonna get arrested if you have a gas car so it's you know what i mean like it, it's probably gonna be a good 10 20 years before you have to worry about having a gas car be a long time as a repairer or as a consumer because no one's getting rid of their car the gas stations aren't going away like you said the, the oil company is not going to give it up that that easily so there's billions and millions of dollars being tossed around on that end so i don't what are know dealerships going to do 
they're what are gonna, they gonna what are they gonna fix? What are they gonna fix? What are they gonna fix? There's really nothing to fix. Oh yeah. Only if it what, where's the oils, the petroleum, the antifreeze, the hoses? Do you realize it trickle down the billions of dollars that are going away? Yeah. Well, the body shops will it'll dwindle on their end too, because the autopilot, right? With crash avoidance. This is what not gonna uh, that that's not gonna change because I fixed a lot of wreck Teslas. That's not going to change until everything operates under one operating system. So it's a satellite that has an iOS, right? And it projects a huge freaking cage around the country. And notice this is, ha- this is going to happen. And as you move forward and the guy slows down, it's going to slow down. Every car is going to talk to each car. That's when this is going to change. There'll be no accidents. The first electric car I fixed here was 20 years ago. A full plug-in. It was a RAV4. You can look it up. Toyota made a handful of them. And one of my customers lobbies, lobbied in Washington with the last four presidents to make an electric car, okay, to come out with an electric vehicle program. And it was a RAV4. I, ha- I still have the charger. It was called a Magna Charge. And it was a big plate that you plugged in the front of the hood. No plug, actually. It was a big flat. You could dip in water. It was a... And you... Plugged it in the front of the car. And that was the first electric car that I worked on here. It was a white RAV4. There's only 30 RAV4s left. They shredded them like they did shredded the Saturn. Saturn was first. There's a, there's a video. Who killed the electric car? There's a video. You got to watch it. And they, they actually took those Saturns and shredded them. You see them going in the machine in a junkyard. Each one of them were lined up. The people could not own them. You could only lease them. And they brought them back to GM. And GM under the, the pressure of the oil companies, whatever, there's a hundred different conspiracies. America loves a goddamn conspiracy, right? And they and they they show this line of, of Saturns. Tom Hanks owned one. They show a line of Saturns and they just ground them in little pieces. You see chunks of metal flying out. And that was it. That was the last, that was a, a real EV where they had, it was a great car. It had 90 mile range, you know, the same shit. It, was, it wasn't ready. This stuff is ready. We're ready for this stuff right now. You know, the infrastructure, a great different story, Tom. I, you know, Tommy, I, I, I have my reservations also. So that's not, you're not alone, but ain't going anywhere, bud. Not when they start throwing tax money at you. Do either of you ever hear of the, uh, the play, The Water Engine? No. It's written by David Mamet. I read it in college. Um, they come up, it, it, they, they come up with an uh, a engine that runs on water. They kill the guys or something? Absolutely. absolutely. They, they okay, yeah. Them. Yeah, it makes sense. And that's, but, I mean, that's kind of like, how did they get this the EV stuff through when it's kind of the same thing? Like, the you know, the big oil companies, the, the whole concept was that they created this engine that ran on water, and everybody right. loved that, of course, because, you know, you didn't spend any money. And now they've kind of done that, and I guess maybe, I think that was written in the 70s. So uh, 50 years later, they figured it out, right? When I was a kid, I remember on the news – there was a two brothers that built a gas motor that got 70 miles to the gallon, was four cylinder, and made 300 horsepower. This is back then. And like, and it, everybody was all excited about it, and it just disappeared. Yeah. Now, two things happened. They're part of the Meadowlands holding up the giant stadium, right? <laughs> okay. Or they just, you know, somebody from one of the big oil companies, right? Here's 10 million. Do you really want to go through this process? Just go away, okay? Let me take this motor. I'm going to crush it in little pieces. And you're going to go away. 
And that's, but I remember that on the news that, that two guys that built that motor, the oil companies, they got something up their sleeve, but they're going to start making fuel out of algae. You know, there's going to be some eco-friendly, something's going to happen. I'm looking forward to going back to the uh, Flintstone engine. <laughs> yeah, me too. I have the feet for it. So <laughs> we are about at that point in the episode where we get to talk about our friends, Spinezy, an industry-leading provider of collision repair equipment. Spinezy has been supporting TGP and this podcast for a pretty long time now. They are very well known to the industry. They design, develop, and manufacture a wide range of body shop products and equipment to help you with diagnostics, damage repair, spray boots, welding, measuring, pretty much anything you need to do, they do it. You can get your quote at spinezy.us or just click the link on the episode description for full product info on all the products they carry, a virtual tour of the facility, details on all of their OEM approvals, and much, much more. Spinezy.us. Going, uh, I guess going back in time a little bit to the present instead of the future, there's, um, have you heard about the State Farm verdict out of Texas? No. Over a quarter million dollars. Uh, Tom, you could talk about it more if you want to, but I mean, that's kind of a What's a quarter million dollars? What's that mean? Last month in Texas, a court found that the State Farm knowingly or intentionally engaged in unfair and deceptive acts or practices. So State Farm tried to declare a total loss on a car that the shop wanted or that the customer wanted to fix. And it was less than 100% of the threshold for repairs or to be, to be declared a total loss. Who sued? Uh, the consumer. The consumer or the body shop? The consumer. So he wanted to keep his car. Yeah. So the consumer wanted a wrecked car back. Well, if you want, I can. I can <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying. Listen, get me another car. Okay. Uh, Alicia, do me a favor. The next time I'm going to buy you a 55 gallon drum. <laughs> Fucking, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. It's a Mother's Day <laughs> present, and I love it. <laughs> it's a what? A Mother's Day present? It was a Mother's Day Are present. They're trying to drown you. <laughs> what are you doing? Do you do laps in it after the show? <laughs> I bathe in the morning. <laughs> are you? Are you? Have you suddenly become dehydrated? Something I don't know about. What's this shit? The do the whole family? Is that your tank on the side of the house? That's three showers, the kids, and the bath. Right? That's the size of a tank. It's a water tower. I was hoping to be off camera while that happened. I'm just very petticoat, petticoat Junction water tower. <laughs> I always wanted a glass of water at that Petticoat Junction water tower. Just to let you know. Yeah, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> just saying tom yeah i hear you they got a total judgment of two hundred seventy-seven thousand from state farm to pay the wow. the, uh, the the customer wow i mean you know like so i i don't get the logic of the customer it's more of a statement against the insurance companies basically dictating to the body shop industry so it's it's, it's it's a win for the industry not the individual shop we're not talking Absol about no it's shop. not it, it absolutely is a win for the industry if somebody's gonna if that if that appraiser doesn't get along with that body shop right he has no right to go in and total that car no right because he's saying he may be saying right i'm sorry alicia just let me explain. he may be saying you know what f this guy we never got along on him he's a big pain in the ass and i'm gonna wipe the car out that's wrong. Do I and do I think it happens every day? I don't know. I would imagine it does from time to time. It's probably not a precedent-setting case, okay? But it's a win. Absolutely, it's a, it's a goddamn win. I, I I do believe that, but it has no legs. 
has the links. It's it's Biden with cocaine in the White House. They don't know where it came from. It doesn't really matter next week. Okay, that's all. That's the, <laughs> the most secure building in the world. Nobody broke, know where to bloke him in. My mother could find cocaine and pot in my house every day, <laughs> and I had a great hiding places. <laughs> you can cut that out if you want. All right, yeah. I'm trying to be entertaining here. Okay, it's, it got a little dry on us for a couple of seconds with the whole EV thing. Aside from the fact that Tom has got the keys to the Pentagon when he wants me to get on a webcast okay so fucking <laughs> <laughs> type in ready alicia type in <laughs> i hung up on him i've never done that in 30 years i hung up I, i'm going goodbye Hung. type in 84 slash yy backslash w i went what the f- am i doing just get me back on zoom please <laughs> Well, anyhow, do I think it's a win? Yeah, I think it's a win for the industry. I don't think any insurance company should take advantage of anybody in this goddamn in, in this this. Uh, but I, you know, in, in circumstance or no circumstance, whether they hate the shop or not, they don't. They don't have the right to do that. No, they don't. Just to get out of it easy, and to stick it to the body shop, maybe. I don't know the whole. I don't know the whole story. You know. Are you surprised? Am I surprised that they total the car on somebody? No, 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 no. Are you surprised that a jury awarded that amount of money? No, no, I'm not. I think, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't more because it, it's people, the public, they hate insurance companies. They do. They find no value until their husband drops dead of a heart attack and the guy walks in with a half million dollar life insurance policy. That's the only time we see value in an insurance company because we don't have a car once a week. It's not, you know what I'm saying? It's not like going to a great restaurant. You plunk down a hundred bucks and you go, oh, I'm full and the meal was great. Kind of sucks just paying somebody every month. You know, it does. So I can, I'm not surprised that the consumer sided with the, with the body shop and, and the consumer. I'm not surprised that jury made that decision. No, it's a good decision. It is. This shop is one of those ones that is probably seen as a pain in the ass by the insurance companies because he does everything the right way. He documents every second of his repair. He wants what he did. To get I, so I love it. Yeah, he, he I love it. Yeah, he doesn't sit down and roll over. He's one of those yeah. guys. So, if it is, is he one of those guys? Absolutely, girl. He is. I, I don't. I I know nothing <laughs> about him. God bless him. And yeah. uh, I can't. I can't wake up with that knife in my teeth. I fought for the first twenty five years in this business. I was a miserable son of a bitch. I got people that come in here now that were praisers, and they say we used to draw straws to come to your shop. Like nobody wanted to come here, you know, and. I just got tired of doing business like that. It was too hard. That's me. But I admire the guys that put up the big fight. I do. Tell us a funny adjuster story. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got I got one. Guy, a young guy walks in my shop. Everybody's young now to me, right? I'm, I'm 65, you know. And he walks in. He's a kid, you know. He's, he's got 15 inches of pants rolled around his ankles. He, he basically looks like shit. Okay. He, does, he looks like so. He comes in, he stumbles in. And he works for one of the companies that I just tossed out of here. You know, like I just, I toss them out every week, you know, they come back and with the tail between the legs because of the shit that I fixed, they have to come here, you know? So he, he walks upstairs and I gave him the estimate. So this is my estimate. We're going to have to sit down. I usually keep them here like two hours, two hours. That's why they can't stand me. Right. So uh, he, he said, uh, yeah, it needs a fender. It needs a bumper cover. It needs a headlight. He goes in the piece behind the headlight, the apron. And I went, okay, I go, excuse me? He goes, a problem. I'm like, and we're all sitting there looking at each other like, what the, what the 
prawn. You know what? And a prawn, what's in a prawn? Like, and John goes, let's walk down to the car. So we all walk down together. He goes, this piece. I go, you mean the apron? <laughs> and the guy goes, the guy goes, yeah, the prawn. I go, well, that makes you a moron. Okay. <laughs> I go, the guy got offended. It's super right. He goes, you call my you call my kid a moron. I go, I go, don't send him. I go, he you know what he is? He's the metal duck at the fun house when I go ding, ding, <laughs> don't send this kid to this shop. <laughs> Freaking a prawn. This is what I have to deal with. This right at 65. I'm getting a little more patience as I get older. A couple of weeks ago, um, one of our members, the members of ASP New Jersey, was fined $44,000 by OSHA. Um, the categories listed in the inspection citations were lack of respiratory protection training, lack of annual respirator fit testing, voluntary respirator use, lack of hazard communication training, safety data sheets not readily available, flammable, flammable liquid storage, flammable, flammable liquids transfer, electrical wiring, and lack of proper signage. Total of forty-four thousand dollars in fines. What do you think, Ed? Uh, overreach on OSHA's part, way overreach. They could have they could have handled that differently. We're a small business guy, you know. I don't care if the guy's doing if he's doing seven ten million dollars a year. Forty-four thousand dollars is a lot of profit. Number one. Number two. Maybe the OSHA guy should have educated our our guy. Maybe he should have sat down with that body shop. It's all about that first meeting, like when, when the person walks the door, you know, OSHA came here, you know, most of the time it's an employee call to rat in, in our language. It's a rat call from somebody that's pissed off. You fired them. It's it's if that's most of the time, because OSHA doesn't randomly walk in unless there's something, either a phone call or there's something so egregious, you know, like you drive by and there's hazardous waste barrels stacked up on top in front of the shop, which good shops don't do that. Um, I think it's overreached by OSHA. I think that uh, that they are out of money. I think the state's out of money. I think the feds are out of money. And now they're looking for revenue. Most of the time, I'd have to say, though, it has to do with the first reaction on how you handle the OSHA guy when he walks in the door. Now, if the guy's a stiff, if he's a stiff dickhead to begin with, if he's a gotcha guy, like I call some of the adjusters, some of these on the inside, I call them gotcha guys. If he's a gotcha guy, you're dead. Because he's not going to be that guy. It, it's it, okay. Um, that's a lot of money. And it's, I think that's, there's, and, and like I said, you don't know what happened on the initial meeting, the first walk in. OSHA walked in on me, and I know it was a rat call, and I know who did it. Okay. And it was a woman, her name was Tara Gertz, and she no longer works for the state. She was awesome. I remember her walking in and I said, let me show you all the things I'm doing wrong. And she just got this big smile on her face like, wow, this is going to be easy. So I said, look, here's an ungrounded drum. <laughs> I showed her shit and, and I went through the shop because no shop is perfect. I mean, but we had all our, we have American compliance come in. So we have all our material safe data sheets. We do our respirator fit tests too. We already did all this stuff, you know? And the guys with beards had to shave their beard for the mask, you know? And uh, so we, we, went, we went through uh, that before, but it was, they, were, they, were pretty, they were pretty malleable. They were pretty easy to get along with on my side. 
God, you've, been, you've been in business for like 40 years. How many times have they come in? Once. Wow. Once. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, it was, it was a, I mean, don't get me wrong. She said, but I had all the MSDA sheets waiting for her, you know, and the, the, the fit tests were done. So she, she kind of scrutinized the, the shop environment, you know, and I was young in business. It was 25 years ago. So, you know, you make mistakes because you're too busy just busting your butt, humping a living, you know, you got to watch what you say when they walk in the door, shake their hand, extend their hand, realize they have a job to do. Obviously they have to, they have to follow up on this call, shut your mouth and listen a lot. But if you're going to jump down her throat and ask them, okay, you know what? There's seven backyard shops down the street. You should go to, you're done. (laughs) You're done. They're going to bury it. I think your initial contact should be pleasant. Yeah. You try not asking, not ask kissing, pleasant. Invite. Okay, let's go take a look at the shop. And you're not going to hide it. He walked in the door. It's 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 over. So just walk through, and you know, I you get what you get at that point. Because not very few of us are ready for an ocean inspection right now. Yeah, we're not. They got the pen and the calculator. So. You know, it's a, that's a, that's tough. That's, that's, I think it's an overreach. I think that the, the, the fine is, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous, you know, but. But wait, with OSHA, I thought it's not, it, I thought they, they leave and they're like, here's what you did wrong. This, 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 and this, you got to fix it in 30 days or then you get a fine. That's not how it works. Something went wrong in that transaction. Something, yeah. Something, something. Didn't you know? They're supposed to be informational. Now, if they walk outside where you're dumping 55 gallon drums of hazardous waste down the sewer, expect the fine. Okay. <laughs> All right, we have come to the end of another out of body experiences podcast. One more time, let's thank this episode's sponsor, Spinezi Americas. Make sure you visit spinezi.us or click the link below to check them out. Thank you very much to Tom Greco and to Eddie Day, our hosts. And thank you, our listeners, for your support and for listening to us. Uh, Tell all your friends. Tell people you don't like to listen to us. Everybody you know. uh, You can find this on grecopublishing.com, on YouTube, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. And I think that's it. You guys have any closing thoughts? Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I I appreciate it. I'm always honored that you guys uh, choose me to do this.